Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. How you doing? Father Zach here. And it is the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, so this week we're going to jump right into things so the reading's a little bit longer. Uh, but our reading comes from Matthew chapter 4, 12-23. So as we uh, head into this gospel, uh, it's a gospel of conversion. It's a gospel of following the Lord and really figuring out where we are at in that call and how the Lord calls us to be all in and to surrender everything completely to Him. And again, as always, you know, call upon the Holy Spirit. Get out your Bible. If you have a catechism, definitely get that out. And if you have a friend, listen to this with them and have a conversation. You know, invite the Lord into the conversation. Pray for the Holy Spirit to come. And any time that we spend time with the Word, Jesus always shows up to reveal the true love of the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit. So our gospel this week comes from, again, Matthew 4, verses 12 through 23. So if you need to press pause right now, go get your Bible, find that place in the Bible. And then when you're ready, press play and we will begin. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulon and Naphtali. That what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulon and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. At once, they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. Beautiful gospel. I mean, all gospels are beautiful, but this one uh, speaks to anyone who's a priest, because as we are called to follow the Lord, you always hear, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, There's a really cool YouTube video on that called Fishers of Men. Highly encourage you uh, to check it out. Um, But we'll look a little bit at this gospel, hopefully prepare you for Sunday's Mass and to go more deeply and let the Word transform your heart. So Jesus, in our gospel this week, he says he heard that John had been arrested and he withdrew to Galilee. And just in that statement, you know, at a very human level, what Jesus is doing, he hears about a very tense an intense event. And instead of going into that heat when people's emotions are stirred, 
Uh, they're probably saying things that are inappropriate or maybe they're just overcome by fear and they're just not at peace. So he, withd he withdraws instead of going into that. He goes to Galilee. And now Galilee is the uppermost region of Palestine, north of Judea and Samaria. So he goes away, but in ancient Israel, Galilee was home of several, several of the nations of the 12 tribes. So after many military devastations by the Assyrians in the 8th century BC, which you can find in 2 Kings 15.29, Galilee was ruled separately from Judea and Samaria for most of its history, extending into New Testament times. So while some of the Jews resided in, in Galilee, when Jesus lived there, many were descendants of the northern tribes of Israel who lived alongside Gentile immigrants. Even after the New Testament period, the Jewish Mishnah, so in the, around the year 200, constantly refers to Galileans as Israelites, as distinct from southern Jews or Judeans. So Jesus chose Galilee as a place to restore the lost sheep of the house of Israel and regather his scattered disciples and send them on a worldwide mission to make disciples of all nations. So Jesus withdraws after he hears that John has been arrested. So knowing that John had followers to go to the place where, where God desires to gather those who are considered the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Because some believed at that time that John was the one. But as we heard last weekend, he said, no, <laughs> I am not the one. Jesus is the one. And it said that twice in our reading last weekend, that Jesus is the one. And now as Jesus, he's leaving Nazareth, he went and dwelt in Capernaum by the sea. You know, and we hear in every Mass, the first reading is always fulfilled in the Gospel. Always. So when we look at Old Testament with Isaiah this week, and it's fulfilled, you'll hear these exact words, the land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali. So it should almost sound like an echo. And that's the point to us. We are supposed to look at the gospel reading. How did Jesus fulfill what the Old Testament said this week? How did Jesus fulfill that? And how does he desire to fulfill and fill the emptiness in my heart? And how am I helping that message be made known? So Jesus, after he, you know, it speaks about him fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy or the Old Testament lines in Isaiah. It says, from that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So if you just like extend your hand out in front of you or if someone extended a hand, a hand to you, that's it. The kingdom of God is right there. But what you and I have to do is we have to repent. We have to have a metanoia, a conversion of heart, but not like a little conversion, a huge conversion. It's got to cost us everything. And to prove that, you and I are called to repent daily and thank and praise God every day. It, we go into verse 18, where we hear Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus, symbolically, what he's doing here is he's walking on the shore. He's not walking on water at this point. He's not walking on land. He's on the shore on sand. And it's a symbol of him telling his disciples, make a definitive choice for the rest of your life to follow me or not. So, Jesus calls Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, and they're casting their nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. Now, this is a common Galilean occupation. So, Matthew 
emphasizes the promptness of the disciples' response to Jesus. Notice that, the promptness. They're not waffling. And three of them, Peter, James, and John, enjoyed a special relationship with him. So God's new covenant, or God's new testament, grace, builds upon, perfects, and elevates our human nature so we don't waffle. So we don't, well, I don't know, am I in or am I? No, I'm in. Because <laughs> he is the one. And the natural skills of these fishermen are thus raised to a new spiritual level by grace, enabling them to gather souls instead of fish for the kingdom as missionaries in the church. And that's what you and I are called to do. And the water that they are on is a sign of my old life, the sign of the world, the fluidity of this world. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So he's taking an earthly occupation and raising it to a heavenly occupation. It's not just for, for Jesus and disciples, it's for all of us. And those, they have to surrender their nets. When they drop their nets, and you and I are called to drop our nets, our earthly occupation, and to surrender it to God, to figure out how can I make disciples, how can I help people encounter Jesus, how can I stop living on the shore or in the water, how can I go to solid land, I have to respond immediately. Immediately. Because it says immediately they left their nets. And you and I have to turn our back, which is a sign of repentance, and follow him. And knowing that Jesus and his church are always connected. They can never be separated. So when we present the church without Jesus, not good. When we present Jesus to others without the church, not good. So we have to know that the boat is a symbol of their personal church, you know, their own life. And, they, and Jesus is calling them into his boat on the solid ground so they can be solid in their love for God, in their love for life, in their love of the gospel. The temptation is to go back. Is to go back. But it says in verse 21, he said, from going on from there, now that P Peter and Andrew are following him, he sees two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. But Jesus, in his call, wants to call you personally by name, and he has a unique name for each of you. He wants to call you by name out of your boats, out of whatever you're doing, to follow him. To follow him. And someone who is a disciple, they have surrendered everything, their occupation in that boat. They have dropped their nets. They've come out of the water. They're getting off the shore and they want to bring souls to heaven. They want to bring heaven down to earth in every single thing they do. And it says he went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues. You know, synagogues are buildings for Jewish worship, prayer, and instruction in the scriptures. And they served a more general function as community centers 
within rural villages. So assemblies were held on the Sabbath in the evening. So Shabbat uh, in, in the Jewish tradition begins Friday night. And it's all day Saturday. And the liturgy centered on the proclamation and explanation of the Hebrew Bible. But since these are unmentioned in the Old Testament, the origin of a synagogue is actually not 100% clearly known. So their beginning may be linked with teaching centers in the 48 Levitical cities, which you can find in Numbers 35, 1-8, or to the return of the Jewish exiles from Babylon in the 6th century B.C., but since Jewish males were required to travel to Jerusalem temple only three times annually, which you see in Deuteronomy 16.16, 16, the synagogue was a complementary site for non-sacrificial worship and education during the remainder of the year. So that's what a synagogue is. And Jesus is preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he's also saying that God wants to heal every disease. But first know that he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And a part of repentance is forgiving yourself and forgiving others. In Jesus' name, I forgive so-and-so what they did for me. In the name of Jesus, I forgive myself for what I did to them. And if we have forgiveness, healings will happen. And one of the biggest blocks for anybody is unforgiveness. You know, sometimes you have to review your life and to say, Lord, reveal to me the memories where I need to repent of. To say, hey, I was just a kid when that happened. Or maybe they were having a bad day. And to always focus on mercy, mercy, mercy. And to pray for deliverance from past memories. And to pray for the grace to see the good memories. So you can know the Lord wants to call you by name out of your boat to drop your nets and to follow him immediately. And to get out of the waters of the world and to live in the heavenly realm. To go to the place of solid ground so you don't have to wonder anymore. So you can live in confidence in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And knowing that he'll provide everything you need. But you have to put the past in the past. And you have to walk forward in hope that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right before you. And he loves you so much, he gives you free will, and he just asks you to enter into that. Last thing I just want to encourage you to do is to pray. Pray for the courage this weekend to invite some men in your parish to entertain a call to the priesthood. You know, right now, we... People say we need priests, we need priests, and yes, we do need priests, but right now we have probably the right amount of priests for the amount of people that are, you know, following the Lord because the numbers are going down in every denomination. But if we had more priests, we can build the kingdom faster, more religious sisters, we can build the kingdom faster, more holy marriages. We can do that, but we have to make decisions. Then we have to be immediate in following the Lord and even leaving family, as James and John did. So I just pray for you and your families this week. Pray for an increase of vocations. So pray to be an instrument of helping men drop their nets in following the Lord. There's so many things that are causing men to, to live on the shore, to waffle. Oh, am, I, am I called? Am I not called? 
And the Lord is patient because he wants to save every soul. But also, we have to know how much our Lord loves us and how his plans are always better, better for us than our own plans and that he's good. He's good. And he'll take care of every single one of your worries. Not that it's going to be easy every time because there is evil out there. There are evil spirits who don't want men to be called to the priesthood. There are evil spirits out there that make us want to overreact to things we shouldn't overreact to. But the Lord calls us out of the waters, which is a sign of just sometimes the, the craziness of our world. And he wants to call us on the solid ground so that when it hits the fan, when things go crazy and you feel tossed around, he's saying, Are you, how's that going for you? Are you ready to come follow me? Drop, them, drop those nets immediately. Get out of your boat. Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The song I'm going to close with is called The Shore. It's by Joe Zambone. Pray for you to get out the boat, drop your nets. Pray for his will only. And pray for the grace to follow him and help others follow him so they can help others follow him. And you can see the pattern. Know of my prayers for you. Please pray for me as I'll be on the March for Life this week. We have about 100 youth from our diocese going and pray for me that I can help other men feel called to the priesthood and pray for an end to abortion and for all those who are suffering from their abortions. And pray for a greater respect of all life. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. crash over me, beat me to the ground. Still have faith in you, faith in your crown. I know that you are with me forevermore, so I'll To the shore Though the fig tree blossom not Nor fruit beyond the vines The flocks disappear from the no herds in the stars Yet I will rejoice in the Lord God And look To the shore Look to the It's the Lord.